Hey there, this is Julie from Blended Life. Thank you for taking the time to download this episode of our podcast. I hope you find value in it. The truth is though, sometimes you need more than a podcast can offer to get unstuck and find peace in your blended family life. The struggle is real. So this is a personal journey I've been on for years, seeking peace in circumstances and with people I can't control. Becoming Heard was born out of this quest. As a certified life and health coach, I am passionate about helping others just like you and me free themselves from chronic upset and chronic crisis mode. Right now, I'm offering Blended Life listeners a one-on-one free breakthrough session with me. This call will give you clarity to see if coaching is right for you. Take advantage of this opportunity now by emailing me at becomingheardnow at gmail.com. I can't wait to connect with you. Hey everybody, welcome to Blended Life. I'm Eric. This is my wife, Julie. Hi, you guys. <laughs> Julie's still sick. Every, like, the last three episodes. It's yeah. stupid. Anyways, we're Blended Life, and welcome. Hi. Sorry, Instagram. Looks like you're not. You're not live. Gonna tune in. Nope. We'll keep trying on the gram. All right. So, tonight's topics. Oh, gosh. Um, Lots of them, right? Yeah. I feel like we're, <laughs> well, we're gonna talk about kids having a say if they go to the other parents homes right and if age plays a factor in that um we're going to discuss pasts and dealing with pasts in your new marriages and blended families via facebook instagram things like that um and then we're gonna i'm gonna read you guys an email talking uh, a gentleman wrote in to blended life asking for advice saying he just got married I believe I'll read the email to you guys, but he's having a hard time blending his family. Okay. So we're going to talk about all that. Understandable. Yeah. But so we just got home from Disneyland. Oh yeah. (laughs) Like a four day tour. We went to, we were there for two days. We were there two days, but we were gone. What four, four or five days. I've been gone five days. You, you guys were gone four days. Yeah. 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 It was an interesting trip. Yeah. Yeah, what made this trip uh, more, and I want to talk about it because it's relevant to what we're doing here. This is the first trip we went on without without son. your son. Yeah. And that was, I don't know, how was that for you? Oh, well, I want to hear your your no, side of it first. I already no, really, asked though. you a question. No, um, it was <clears throat> kind of eye-opening for me and for a couple different reasons. I saw, I'm just going to jump into the heart of it. I saw that my son was the problem, but my son also wasn't the problem. Does that make any type of sense? Like, he causes his own issues within our family vacations and our family trips, which caused me to get upset. But I also see the things that cause him to have those type of issues are still present when he's not there so it's kind of like oh like it's a lot more than just him does that make any type of sense interesting yeah would you how'd you feel about it um i felt like you're missing him a lot and that's always hard of course right you miss your kids when they're not around um i felt bad for you that he wasn't there Hmm. um more than anything but you know, I guess I'm used to, I'm used to being with my family. So for me, it's just status quo. That's how we're not perfect. We have our own quirks, but I'm used to it. So, um, I just, I felt bad that you didn't have him there because I know you were missing him and when, you know what I mean? Like it was just, but I mean, it was, it was less drama. You weren't upset and fighting the whole time. Like you guys bicker the whole time. You yeah. know, in places, but that's like, it's a hard thing. You know, how do you get to a point where you don't include all the kids in something? And, you know, this was, this trip was a line you had drawn in the sand last trip. Right. And you had to follow through. Right. Um. So that's why he didn't come along with us. Yeah. He had misbehaved <clears throat> on a lot of our trips. And I, I, I see now that he, he's just very, um, 
he voices his opinion and his thoughts a lot to me when we are out as a family. And um, I think a lot of it's just attention that he's trying to get because of the attention the other kids get. And I think it's his way of getting notice or getting me to notice and like, hey, I want special attention too. And he, and, then, and I'm not good with that. I'm not, I don't let him just run and gun and just be however he wants, you know? Um, so I shut it down. He gets mad that I'm shutting him down and it gets us going back and forth. And then all of a sudden we're just a big teeter totter and we're arguing and bickering back and forth, you know? So with that happening on the last trips and, and then it gets so much further and then all of a sudden I'm angry, he's angry, you're angry, everyone's just in a bad place. And finally I'm just like, I'm sick of dealing with this. I'm sick of doing this on our family vacations. Like I'm over it. And I think a lot of families, blended or not, deal with this, you know, personalities and it's a ripple effect. It, It doesn't matter whose fault or who started it. Once you have one person mad and then you have people annoyed and then it's uncomfortable to be around. I mean, I've caused this in my work life. You know, if I'm upset and I am in a situation in a meeting and I'm disciplining, disciplining or I'm, you know, bringing something to light, everyone else around me is immediately on, on guard and uncomfortable. You know, everyone around me is more tense. They're not relaxed. You know, it's and it's the same way in a family, you know, when you are addressing issues or you're trying to really lay down the law or you're arguing with your kid and you know um it makes everyone else you know it's not fun to be around that you know yeah and I think it's a ripple effect that a lot of families not just ours deal with and in family vacations are, are something very interesting it's a really hard it's a hard hard thing it's a hard thing to make everyone happy with all the different personalities and make sure everyone's equal and make sure everyone is, you know, it's, it's, it's a hard thing. Yeah, definitely. Truly. So I don't know. So future, future vacations coming up. Um, I think we have a lot to discuss and to kind of talk about, you know, how they're going to go because do we keep leaving my son out of it? You know, um, maybe if he doesn't want to go, but I don't think that including him next time, is going to change it much just because I still see I, I, I not in that I've missed him so much when he was there. I mean, you always miss your kids when they're not there. Absolutely. But there was a lot of times where I'm like, this would have created a problem with him and I, this would have, you know, I'm, I can, I, I know his dialect. I know him well enough that when something happened or something went on, it was like, this would have caused him to do something that would have then caused me to argue with him, you know, and be like, hey, knock it off. I don't want to hear it. You know, like, just keep your mouth shut about this. Yeah. Well, how can we set him up for a good family vacation then? What think, needs to happen? I think what needs to happen is we need to change the way that our family dynamics work during a family vacation. And one of the biggest things, and I know we've touched on it before, but one of the biggest things is most of the time when we want family vacations, we travel with your parents, mm-hmm. you know, and this, has, this kind of has nothing to do with your parents, but it turns it into a, uh, it, ter- it turns the ratio real weird, which I think, um, he notices and it kind of, it, it puts pressure on him and it puts pressure on me to be like, Hey, look at, you're just one of six or seven people. Like you need to slow your roll and quiet down so yeah sorry if you can hear my buzzing noise i'm not sure what it is i hope it's not coming through the feed yeah well so how do we feel but that's what i'm asking like how do we change our family dynamic i don't know how to what does that mean i'm not sure i hear what you're saying we're gonna need to talk about this and i think we can make it a podcast after we've talked about this but i think this is one of those you don't have any i didn't know i think we're gonna get some negative feedback of arguments (laughs) If Are we, we going to have arguments? This, if we discuss this live. No, but I think that you're going to dig your feet in. And I think my points and thoughts on this aren't going to be. Well, I hope that we're that we are live. I uh, I think that our. That really just threw me off. Sorry. Um, I think that we're going to have a we're going to have 
a conversation about this that some people might oh, take as argument. Cindy huh? doesn't hear us. I don't think we're live anymore. Well, bummer. Sorry, you guys. I don't know what's going on with our internet. Probably needs an update. We're just going to keep talking, and now I get to edit this. <laughs> Yay. Um, okay, well, we can definitely talk about, you know, the dynamics. I, I was thinking about that when we got home. Like, what do you think? Oh, now we're back on. Hey. <laughs> hey, guys. I don't know what's Sorry. happening. I think I think it's our internet. We haven't been home for five days, and I bet you there's an update. So I apologize Aww. to all of our live listeners. Okay, so basically, if you were listening and it cut out, we have a lot to discuss. It looks like about family vacations and how they're going to go. Yeah, to be I think to have a successful. I think the vacation. bottom line is, without getting into a big discussion about it right now. Yeah, I think you and I need to get on the same page, and we need to come up with a plan or an agenda or an itinerary that you and I stick to. I think that we let our kids dictate our vacations a lot more than we should. And I think that we need to just rein that in a bit and be like, look, this is what it is. You're either coming or going, you're staying, you're leaving, you're liking it, you're not, you know, you're going on this, you're going on that, you're eating here, you're eating there. You know, we give them too many decisions. You know, and I think that's a big problem. You know, we, we, we're creating little dictators. Well, it is. And I don't mind planning stuff, but you have a very hard time planning things. Yeah, but. You know, and then it gets put on me and I'm the one planning everything. And that makes it a dictatorship, which doesn't fly with everyone else. I'm usually good with stuff. But when we start letting the kids have input on everything, it doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't matter because they're going to, they're going to argue one way or another like depending, like it needs to just be like, hey, this is the way it is and this is the way it's going to be. Sorry, you know, and that has to go across the board for all the kids. Yeah. You know. Okay. So. Interesting. We'll have a discussion on that and then we'll, oh, bring, we'll bring you guys I'm the results. I'm very excited. I'm like, let's just not do family vacations anymore. <laughs> that's <laughs> way I mean, too hard. No, but that's, but that's the, not fair either. I don't, I don't, re- that's not truly even what I want because okay. there are so many things I want to do with the kids and sh- show the kids and. They're all getting really much older, much older. They're growing up really fast. And our window to actually go do stuff as a family with everyone is closing. Um, and it's it's weird when they're little, you think you have forever. And now you got high schoolers and junior high kids. And you realize that window's closing very fast to go show Like I want to go to the Ark, right? I think that's in Kentucky. It is. That's something I really want to take all the kids to. I think they would all, I want to see it myself. You know, I'd, I'd love to go see Mount Rushmore. I'd love to go to D.C. Like, I, I want to go experience these things with the kids before yeah. they're grown, you know. Um, but it's it's a hard thing. It's a hard thing to want to shell out money and time just to wish you were at work. Yeah, but you I'd know what? I'd rather be at work than so on family we're there, vacations. So. We need to be like, hey, guys, we're going here. We're going here on this day. This is what we're going to do. And then when it becomes lunchtime, we need to be like, hey, we're going to go do this. Yeah. This is what we're doing for lunch. You're either eating or you're starving. End of discussion, right? All of our kids get their input. I want this. I want this. You know, it needs to be like, well, we're going to yeah. decide and this is what we're doing. Well, and that's a lot. They, that happens a lot because you and I are like, I don't know what you want. I don't know what you want. Yeah, but one so of us. So we go like that. Yeah, but one of us need to come up with a solution. Right. You know, and just stop passing it off to the kid or stop even letting them have input. Even if you and I don't know, it's like, huh, well, let's let's drive down here or let's walk down here and let's find something. Not like it just turns into one of, well, I don't want that. I want this and I don't want that. You know, I mean. That was our lunch on the way home. You know, it wasn't that big of a deal, but it was like, what do you want? I want this. Well, I want this. You well, know. I no. And then what had happened was I was like, okay, we'll do what you wanted to do. Cause mm. you had an idea of what you wanted to mm. do. And I said, okay, we'll just do that. And then you were like, no, but oh, you, if you but want you, that. We'll just go there. Yeah. But you yelled it to the back seat and then it was like, oh, well, we're going to do this. No, I want this. And it, it, and it so went what? back a couple it, we times. We would have gone through. We, we would have. Yes, yes, we would have. But That's we didn't right. have anyone. But I'm like, you know what? This isn't worth even hurting feelings. We'll all eat there. Like sometimes you just like just do something nice for the whole family because that's what we do. Right. It's our family. But we that don't... was an example of how it reinforces to them then. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Like when you but give I didn't in. Give, but I didn't give in like that. I'm like, 
you know what, I'm just going to show up. You know, we didn't tell them, okay, whatever you guys want. I was like, you know what, let's just, I know where this is, or this right. is closer. The right. next stop is going to be far away. You were going to beat her pants. <laughs> so we needed to get off the road soon. Yeah. But anyways, I think. That's good. That's good advice, though. If you have a blended family or you're a new blended family and you're trying to vacation, you know, prior planning prevents piss poor performance. That's something my mom has always said. It's kind of funny and catchy, whatever. Prior p- planning prevents piss poor performance. And it, it matters. It does. Do as I say, not as I do. Well, that's that's to Eric's point. And it's a and I'm a I'm a Virgo. I'm a planner. I like I don't like I like things planned out. I know what I like to know what to expect. And kids really do well with also having structure and boundaries and expectations. And I always preach this. And maybe I don't do it so much on family vacations, but it take well it takes the argument. I feel like I'm things. very much like if I lay down the law, my kids will follow. I don't get too much yeah, but pouting you, or yeah, yelling or whatever. No, your kids are your If I'm kids like, this is very, what we're going to do. They're very quick to snap And we do what line. I'm going to say we're going to do. Yeah, they're do. pretty bummed. But a lot of times you're just like, we're going to do what the kids want to do. Because like, it doesn't matter to me. Yeah. You know what I you're mean? Like, like last night. Let me just give a quick example. Last night we got all done at Disneyland. We were all pretty tired. Yeah. But we went up, you know, we're getting dessert and we're sitting there. And all of a sudden the fireworks start going off. And I'm oh. like, oh, this is a lot of fun. Like this could be like fun or neat romantic and it's not like a long journey for the kids back to the hotel room like it's 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 a normal trip that we travel quite often and it's not very far in a very secure area and i'm like let's go watch fireworks and you're like no nah, the kids don't want to so we just get up and leave like the fireworks are starting to go off and like the best best seat in the house you know and i'm like this could be fun this could be romantic this could be whatever we want to make it you but know you, okay totally could, i get it that it could be anything but mm-hmm. you're like no nah, the kids don't want to and we literally or you guys literally turned up and started walking towards the door. I'm like, okay. I actually held the door for a little kid going out. I'm like, oh, I'll go out. Here we go. Oh. So, but this is where we just kind of. But we this just is followed. where you need to be like, I would really like to watch the fireworks. Yeah, but again, like, like is it I worth can't, my hassle? No. But if it's if there's something I really want to do, mm-hmm. I'm gonna be like, I yeah. really want to do this. Yeah. You know, you never are like that. No, and if you, because I'm very, I'm. But you very, let it build resentment, or now I, no, it's, it's not an resent, example of it's not like how resentment our at all. I'm just wrong. giving you an example. Yeah, but I'm I'm a very easygoing, where or a very easygoing person. Mm-hmm. Whereas my son is still young; he's still immature and isn't that easygoing. I feel like one day he will be. One day, maybe all of our kids will be. But right now, him and I get in arguments because. I'm trying to be the easygoing one, and I'm trying to teach him the lesson of being easygoing. Mm. Like, look it. You need to be able to bend and just appreciate things. Like, you're going to have a fine time. You're going to eat just well. You know, you'll find something you like, but you need to just be easier going. Because in life, especially as a husband, I feel like a lot of times, unless you're just a real selfish person, and I mean moms too, you have to bend quite often, you know? <laughs> I see that look. I mean, really, like, as parents, I should have just gone there. As a parent, you need to bend a lot. Moms and dads alike both do it quite often. Yeah. So. And blended families, too. I mean, but that's to go back to just vacationing together. The more you can have planned out and let the kids know their expectations. And um, it's really hard to go and not have a plan. Yeah, it's 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 a really it's a hard thing. It's a lot of pressure on the moment instead of enjoying the moment. Every minute, every lunch, every dinner, every activity, you know, everything's so much pressure behind it. But it's even harder to go and let the kids make the plan like that's harder. Yeah, that because that's not just the kids getting the plan. Now the kids are arguing. The kids are competing. You know, there's a lot of competition that goes on. Even with my kid out of the scenario, there was a lot of competition that went yeah, on well, for things. And they're kids. Yes, they're kids. And they're siblings. And they're siblings. I mean, it doesn't matter. And in a blended family, they're siblings. But if we can take that out and be like, well, this is what we're doing. Yeah. Like, I don't care what you have to say. When you're the adult, when you're the parent, you can then decide. This is the sexiest speaking you've ever done. I'm really turned on right now. Just saying. There goes my crickets. <laughs> Um, yeah, vacations are interesting. So maybe we do a whole podcast on it when we get our, I think so. When we get our get ducks our, in a row, when I, when we get our ducks in a row. We've done it wrong for a very long time. And we don't get that negative feedback. <laughs> Surely we'll do it right. Someday. It's kind of funny. I don't know if any of you have looked on our, on our Apple 
feedback, but we have a couple of people that got really mad about one of our podcasts because they said we argued too much. It was exhausting. It was exhausting to watch. You know what? It's Blended real, families though. are exhausting, yeah. right? And Amen. I'm not going to come on here. Pre- we don't come on here pre-rehearsed at all and just sugarcoat things and like that picture. What was the picture that I took for you yesterday? And, and they lived happily ever after. Like yeah. that's not what you guys are going to get here. If that's what you're here for, happily ever after, like that's the goal. <laughs> Turn we off the are show just lacing now. up our shoes. <laughs> yeah. True story. Yeah, really. And that's another thing I tell people, you know, um, and, you know, when people struggle with blending a family. And I told this to the gentleman who emailed us in. I'll read it in a little bit. But I'm like, the word blend yeah. is... An action word. It is. It's a verb. So it's never ending. You're never done blending your family. There's no finish line. You. There's no, we've made it. We're blended. You know, it is a process kind of like marriage. You know, you, your wedding day is the starting gate. It's not the finish line. You know, a lot of people look at marriage as a finish line. Like, oh, we got to marriage and we we crossed that line and now we're just here and we're good. And it's like... And they lived happily ever after. It's, that's not the case. You know, blending a family, there's so many stages in life. There's so many moving parts. Kids get older. Personalities change. Custody schedules, the exes. And there's just... And so people think that there's just like, I'm having a hard time because we're not blended. We're not cohesive. We're not here right now. And it's just like, well, it takes time. You have to have patience. You have to have a lot of grace. And it's always imperfect. You're never going to have a perfect blended family. So the more you can accept that and just take it day by day, issue by issue, um, and conquer things along the way and celebrate the wins, you know, don't discount the small wins. Don't discount if you all got to sit down at dinner without fighting one night. <laughs> or whatever, you know, no, whatever your small right. win or, is. Yeah, yeah. No, they're all, they all add up and they all equal yeah. success. That's true. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. Oh, no, go for it. I was well, just, and when, after your point, can we just jump into this guy's email? Email, because I'm really kind of curious on it. Yeah, now. we can. I just want to say one more thing about vacations. I think that there's no right answer to vacations. I think vacations are hard. And I think that in a blended family, as much as you need to promote relationships across the board, like you need to allow your spouse to have alone time with their own children. Okay. That's as much as you want it all to be together as a family. You need to, it's, it's okay to have different experiences with different sets of kids in your home, with your own kids, with your stepkids, with, you know, no kids. Um, you don't have to do everything together all the time. If that's works for you, that's awesome. There's just no one way. I just don't want people to feel guilty. Like if you want to take a vacation, um, you know, we, we've gone places with just Jared. Yeah. You know, you know what's, and, and that's, it's fine to leave my kids back too. I don't have a problem with that. We can, it's okay to go make memories with different you know, situations. Yeah. You know, something else I'd like to like, let's note when we do our family or our um, vacation yeah. podcast, let's figure out because I'm sure everyone else struggles with this. And I don't know if we even struggle with this or we just put it to the side. Yeah. But something that I know you'd probably enjoy even more than I would, but let's try to figure out how to create romance on an entire blended family trip. Like how can we, somehow get stay connected on a blended family trip because even though my kid wasn't there I still felt completely not completely we were at like a 70 30 ratio of like being connected on this trip like you're more 70 percent of your attention goes into the kids and the situation and I get about 30 percent of it you know which is what it is but let's figure out how to change that ratio a little bit and connect a little better, you know? Yeah. And I think by us leading together and leading the pack, I think that will help part of it. But let's also, when we come back with this podcast, let's try to figure out a solution for that where we don't go out there and we don't have a completely split blended family. And we're just like, this is like vacationing together, like the roommate situations, you know, scenario. Like, let's try to figure out how to make it work for us, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Just I have a, a lot to say on that. I know. Okay. Let's let's work on that. All right. 
So an email, this is, I'm going to keep names out of it because I didn't get permission to disclose names. Okay. So we're not going to say names, but. Can we give them a nickname? <laughs> no, because I'll mess it up. I can't, <laughs> I can't do that. Um, so he writes in and says, my name is blank. I have so many questions for being in a blended family. I have three boys from two different marriages that ended in a divorce. Since my last marriage, I took time to myself and focused on myself and my two boys. Two years later, I had met someone that has opened my eyes to different things and has also and also has two girls of her own. The only issue we are having is trying to blend our family together. We argue about our kids and how to talk to them and how to discipline without overstepping the boundaries. We want our families to come together as one. If you guys can help, we would really appreciate it. Hmm. So let's talk about the two main things he brings up, yeah. right? They argue about how to talk to their kids and how to discipline them. Yeah, uh, we've, we've been down both those roads. <laughs> how to talk to each other's children and how to discipline each other's children without overstepping boundaries. Yeah, You know what? I think the number one goal when uh-huh. talking to your kids is being able to get it on the same page that you can talk to either set of kids, your biological kids or your stepchildren the same way. I think when the kids come into the household, the main goal is to not have a divide, being able to stay even keel with discipline, with attitude, with, you know, not favoring a kid, but I think just being able to be like, Hey, it's bath time, you know, and being able to tell both sets of kids that, Hey, it's bath time or we're having this for dinner. And, you know, maybe the other kid runs to biological parent, you know, it's like, Hey, it, I don't care what your biological parent says. Like, this is what we're doing. You know, I think it's about getting them on the same page. And again, like that comes back to us. Yeah. I think being able to talk to the kids is the same. I think where you run into problems, though, it's like I can talk crap about my own mom, but nobody else better talk crap about my own mom. Right. And I think that mentality carries over into blended families. Um, And so, you know, it's like I can be mad at my kids and I can talk a certain way to my kids. But as soon as you do. But if I were to talk to your kids the way you talk to your kids or you were to talk to my kids the way I talk to my kids, I think it's like it's off-putting. Yeah. It's like, whoa, 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 you don't talk to them like that. You know, It's and I don't think it's intentional. I think it's just something that we have innate within us. We come programmed that way um, to just be protective, you know. Um, And so I think that's where, I mean, that's, that's the dream is to walk into the home and then everyone can talk to everyone. Like everyone talks to everyone else. That's like the unicorn. Right. I don't think that's reality. I don't think that I don't, it's just, it's really, really hard when you have discipline differences. You know how I discipline my kids is very different. How you discipline your kids, things that are a big deal to me that you were like, well, I wouldn't punish my kid for that. My kids will lose everything for five days. I don't know. Yeah. And, I, and so I think that's, I mean, yes, it would be lovely if everyone was on the same page and everyone was like, we believe everything together and this is a big deal and this isn't a big deal. And we totally agree. I just don't think that's a lot of times what happens when you do that. So then what do you do when you do disagree? You know? Yeah. You, I mean, like if, if I were to call your son names, Sometimes he is those names. But I, but that's, well, I, but yeah. however, like I, I would never call my old own children that like, I just, that's not how yeah. I, you know well, what you I mean? make it sound like I just call him names. No, like, no I don't just, call him just names. Example. I'm like, look, or it, like, you're being like this. You need to knock it off. It's yeah. me getting stern. That's me being pushed to the, my end of my wits. But you don't talk to my kids and like be that. Like, yeah, but your kids usually don't push me there. You know, I mean, in the other. Is that because you t- tune them out? No, I don't think I need to. I think your kids tune us out way before we tune them out really oh yeah yeah um but your kids are good at that your kids are good at getting in the zone and just zoning out you know my kid doesn't zone out 
you know. I mean, maybe every so often, but he's pretty much alive and present. You and I aren't going to have a conversation on the car ride home without him hearing it. You and I could have had 20 car, 20 conversations on the car at home, and your kids wouldn't have heard it. You know, one's got headphones on, watch an iPad, the other one's sleeping, or they just, they zone out, they do their own things. Yeah. They're content being in a little bubble by themselves, whereas my kid will listen to it. He'll get in on it, you know. He does his own thing, but he's very, very aware of his surroundings. He hears everything. If you and I have a conversation in this house loud enough for him to hear, he's going to listen to it, you know. Right now, if he were here, he'd know what we're talking about on our podcast. Your kids probably have zero idea what we're talking about. Yeah. You know? That's true. Would you agree? Yeah. Okay. I totally yeah. agree. So they're, but they're completely different kids. I'm not saying either one is right or wrong. Neither's better than the other. I'm just saying he's more aware, and that's what creates that issue. Yeah. So. I know. But so so to this, so what do you do, like... When you're not on the same page about discussing things, like, you know. You need to get there. We need to get there. We need to get there. Yeah. You really, like. Don't you think there's some form of acceptance, though? And just letting people be? Yeah, but that's, like, a really, like, brush it under the rug way of thinking. Like, yeah, you can accept it. Or agree to disagree. For a little while. Yeah. Like, our marriage counselor says, why can't you guys just agree to disagree? Yes, if you can get there. But sometimes people, especially children, don't agree to disagree. They remember, like, well, they got this, they got that. You know, it's kids add up sometimes, you know. Whereas adults, we're a lot more mature. We can agree to disagree. It's a lot harder to get a kid to that point. Well, that's what I'm talking about, though, the adults. Yeah. Like, talking to each other's kids oh. without overstepping boundaries. That was this guy's question. Yeah. Like, disciplining kids without overstepping boundaries. Well, first of all, if you guys have set boundaries, that should be your guide. Yeah. But so, the other thing is, too, if the kids are living under your household or under your roof, you know, mom or dad, whoever you are, I think you do have a role to discipline the kids. And whether the other parent likes it or not, I mean, it's one thing if you take it too far, but I think it is acceptable to discipline the kids. Otherwise, you are living two separate families under one roof. Yeah. And and to me, as a blended family, and this is just my opinion, but that's not acceptable. You guys need, you guys owe it to yourselves to get everyone on the same page. You're creating this new family. Make it one family. Don't make it two separate families. Yeah. And, you know, something else that you need to all, everyone and us too need to keep in mind, you know, it's only like words are great. Like you can have plans and you can have boundaries set and you can have all these conversations about being on the same page and what that looks like. But the reality is, is it's trial and error. It's actually doing the work and it's practicing. You know, habits are hard to break. Disciplining habits, how you talk to people, engaging like we're all doing, we all are comfortable what we're comfortable with. And when you are trying to blend and you're pushed out of your comfort zone because you're being asked to do things differently than you would normally do it, um, you it, it just takes practice. It takes stepping out of your comfort zone and just doing it even when you don't want to. Right. You know, even if you don't want to engage, even if you don't want to discipline, even if you don't want to hug someone or talk to someone, you know, you still do it. And then the more you do it, it becomes habit. And then you'll start reaping the rewards of all those boundary lines you created, all of those talks you had. Because I think a lot of people think, oh my gosh, we had the big scary talk. Yeah. And we're done. And now it's all fine. And that's not the case. Again, starting, that's your starting gate. Those big hard talks that you have, the agreements you make, the same page you agree to be on is only as good as what follows that conversation. Um, and, and that's when people learn to trust each other in well, marriage. It's all just a work in progress. You're going to continue to work on it. It's always yeah. going to take a little bit of tweaking. Every situation is going to be a little bit different. Right. And you're always just working towards the end game of just getting closer and being a better blended family. Totally. It's like having an infant, right? You have to trial and error to death to get that baby to stop crying. Blended families, you've never been a parent before the first time you're a parent, right? You've never been in a blended 
family before until the first time you're in a blended family. And so it takes a lot of like, even what we think may work, may not work in your family. It may not even, what we think may work, may not even work in our own family until we've tried it. Right. And then if it doesn't work out, then you go on to the next thing. Well, what else can we try? Or it's back to the drawing board. Like how can we, how can we change this up a little bit, you know? Yeah. So even if you have, you have to be flexible and that's a really good lesson too forever. You know, even if what you think is going to work doesn't work, be okay with being wrong and going back and trying again for the good of the family. A lot of people get mad that they're wrong. Yeah. And they don't want to try again. Right. We both are like that. Yeah. Or you just want to walk away from the situation. You're just like, you know what? I'm so sick of this. I'm just, I'm out of here. Like I'm walking away from this. We've both done this. We've both been so over situations where, you know, I mean, truly, like, we just don't want to do it anymore. And then yeah. that's, I mean, why are we Why are we doing this at all? Well, at then it's point? just a disservice to everyone. You're just like, well, I'm, yeah. I give up, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. Anyways. So I think that, I mean, start there. You need to have the conversations. You need to get on the same page. You need to try. And then just just realize it's a process. Realize it's, it's, it's a forever process. It's forever trial and error. And when you figure out one issue, another one arises. So you got to tackle that burning bush over there. Once you've just put the other one out over on your right, you know, so just take heart. Um, you're in it for the long haul. It's kind of like marriage too. You know, it's, it ebbs and flows. It's great. It's awful. It's wonderful. It's messy. Um, right. Like yeah, you gotta no, go yeah. with it. Yeah, completely. So, yeah. um, that's, that was kind of, you know, I, t- I just told him about that, you know, you're blending it's forever. It is. Yeah. And just keep working at it, you know, Chipping away. find little things that work. And also just listening, you know, because a lot of times you might be doing something that you think is working, but your partner might be telling you another thing. Yeah. And just keep listening. You know, even when you think you know and you know how everything is, just keep listening. Yeah, for sure. All right, T. Well, oh, so before we get to the next thing, um, in our Blended Life support group on our Facebook page, if you aren't in it and you want to be in it, go join you have to answer a couple questions or I won't accept you. It's just super easy. But um, a, one of the topics that's been coming up sometimes is um, what do you do if your child doesn't want to go to the other household? So That's a good one. It is. And I th- for me, I think it's age dependent, right? If you've got a three-year-old who do, or four or five, you know, if you've got someone who's not a teenager who doesn't want to go see their other parent and there's no abuse, I mean, let's, you know, it's just because they don't want to go or they don't like someone, you know, there's nothing actually bad happening. Um, I think that you need to force that and force their hand to go. Um, yeah, because they need to build that relationship. And a lot of times the kids just get comfortable in the household that they're in. You know, how do the, how's the kid act when they come home? Are they just like, I am so glad to be home. I never want to go there again. You know, like that. that's always one of those things that you're like, you look at the whole picture. A lot of times it's just they've gotten comfortable. You know, now if they get home and they're like, I never want to go back there again, then you need to have a conversation with them and kind of figure out why they never want to go back there again. And what that issue is, but maybe the kid's just comfortable and they're just like, I really just don't want to be disrupted. I like how things are going. I like my neighborhood friends. I like the activities I have at home, whatever it may be. But kids need to build relationships. And um, I think the parents are owed relationships with their children. If, if a parent's willing to put in the time to have a relationship with their kid, whether the kid likes it or not at that stage in life, I think the parents are kind of owed that too. And the kids are going to grow up and make their own decisions. They're either going to hit 18, 20, 30, whatever. And they're going to say, I really enjoy this relationship that I've built with my parents. Or they're going to go the opposite direction. But I think everyone's kind of owed the chance to build those relationships. Yeah. I think that I think that it's natural for kids to have a favorite home to be at. You know, one home has Xbox, the other one has Disneyland, Disney Plus. I don't know which do you prefer. Um, I think in that ebbs and flows, I think as kids go through stages in life, which household they want to be in. And then they use the households against each other, you know, too. One one household is stricter than the other household. And 
Um, I can get away with more at mom's house and I can't get away with anything at dad's house. And also maybe the sibling relationships, you know, maybe one side of household has step siblings that they don't really want to be around and the other household, well, they, do, yeah. they have more time and space alone. Maybe they share rooms in one household and in the other household, they don't have to share rooms. One thing you made me think of though, is, um, as it, you know, kind of changes throughout time, something we've learned a lot about is kids crave different things and need different things as they get to different stages, boys and girls throughout their lifetime, mm-hmm. you know? So as teenagers, right. you know, the boys draw closer to their mothers. Is that right? I, I don't know. So anyways, there's like a formula for it and <laughs> we don't know it, but there <laughs> is one, know it, but it makes sense when you hear it. Um, I don't know. Maybe you can yeah. get that and share it just to help some people. But uh, th- that kind of helped us understand where our kids were at the time. You know, like my, for instance, my son right now, yeah, so it's the teenagers. My son right now should be on a path of pulling away from me a little bit more, you know, going more towards his mom versus his dad. And these are these are his teenage years as he starts to get in that age. And that's got to be all right, you know. You have to learn to accept that and just be there for your kids. But your kids are going to go through stages where they want you very close and they want you really far. Yeah. Which you're kind of at that stage right now too you know yeah it changes yeah and I you know I will say as a mom my biggest fear is either one of my kids not wanting to be in our home at all that would be the most heartbreaking thing that can happen to me and so when I see people write in however but we're a loving household the kids are blessed to be in our home um and we're good people so I don't feel like I think that when I read stories, I have to keep it in context because, you know, somebody says my 15-year-old doesn't want to go to his dad's house or her dad's house because they hate the stepmom. And it's a really, you know, it's it's what it's whatever horrific situation it is. And I'm like, oh, we don't have that situation in our home, thank goodness, because that would really be hard. It would really be heartbreaking and so I, I see both sides of it. Like when you have a teenager, I think little kids, you just have to kind of like you go to your, you go, you have to <laughs> you go. go and you go now. Teenage years are hard because the courts give kids a say in the teenage years. You know, if a kid were to go to court and is 14, 15, 16, 17 and say, I don't want to be with mom or dad anymore and they have a valid reason. I'd say they have to have a valid reason and it has to make sense. But and courts will listen to kids. Yeah. But it has to make sense. It can't be like, well, I just don't like it over there. You know, I don't want to be around that parent. Like, oh, well. Yeah. But I think if courts get, I mean, and so just know that too, when you're, when you're trying to decide what to push your child on and also try to understand the circumstance and teenagers are emotional and teenagers are moody and teenagers are hormonal. And, you know, so part of me is like, I've, I've heard both arguments on our Facebook group you know um one was like you know I um she's got littler kids not teenagers but she forces that relationship because even if they don't want to go because she feels like one day they'll appreciate it or she wouldn't have to I'm all for that like don't stand in the way because kids will blame parents later on in life for everything that goes wrong and so if you're doing you know like it wasn't you that cock blocked your kid from their mom or dad can I bleep that one out? <laughs> it's a saying. Calm down. Calm down. Calm down. <laughs> it's a saying. So anyway, um, you know, I see that side. But then I also see, like, if your kid really doesn't want to go, is it worth the fight every week? And I get how exhausting it can be to fight with someone over the same thing but also, every week. But don't, you know? let, but don't let a fight be created. Like, don't sit there and, like, probe at your kid like well why don't you want to go and have them fabricate some big old reason why they don't want to go you know don't play into it and allow them to stir up bigger issues than what are really going on in their household and be like you know you have to go there or you don't you know don't sit there and try to be like well you know, is daddy mean to you? You know, does stepmom hit That's you? That's called leading. She, yeah. Do not lead there with questions. Yeah. Don't. Yes. Oh, does they, do they hurt you? Do they lock you in your room? Yeah. Does, yeah are they do mean you not to you? eat over there? Our parents do that. And then kids are like, uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah. uh-huh. Yeah. And they're not even saying anything. You're saying everything. That's it. 
do so, not lead your kids down that just path. Just don't do it. Like don't. it's, you know, I've seen it before. I've been around it before. Yeah. And it's just, it's not constructive and it's just, it's no good for anyone. That's very true. And, but what it does is it, is it kind of takes these kids down this rabbit hole of emotions that they don't realize are there because it's kind of not really happening. So now they're having to deal with these issues that aren't really issues. Yeah. And they're trying to navigate through this already hard part of life. Yeah. Through these weird issues and thoughts and feelings that aren't really even happening. Yeah. You know, like unless your kid's coming home with like just stinking, you know, skinned up, bruised up, not from being kids, but like from getting like hurt or injured, you know, oh, I I don't know. I feel like as parents, we kind of know, we know the other parent, you know, we were, we made kids with them at one point in time, you know, do you truly feel that your kid is in harm's way by being at the other house? Dig deep down in yourself. Ask yourself this question. Is their other parent truly a threat to their health? And I would, you know, it's funny to me because people have these like big accusations and then there's no adult conversation. You're only conversing with the child. And if I, if I found out that either one of my child, my children were hurt in any way in the other home, you best believe I'd be knocking on that door until we had conversations about what was going on, the accusations that were made and what was being said and get to the bottom of it as adults, you know, um, because if, if kids are going to bring up stuff and have legit reasons not going to the other home, I think it's the responsible thing to do to sit. I don't care if you hate them, loathe them. It doesn't matter. It's not about you. You talk to the other parent, the other biological parent, and you figure out what the heck is going on. And I always say, like, kids need consistency, you know, so always changing custody schedules is stupid. Stop it. Um, you know, and I think until they're 18, unless you can go to court and change your custody schedule because you have a valid reason, there's abuse. And even then, the court system's stupid. I don't. I have nothing good to say right. about it. Well, and just if your kid comes home but, with a bump, a bruise, a scrape, or anything, also don't just jump to this like, did daddy hit you or did mommy push you or anything? Like, for instance, right before our wedding, your daughter came home. With the <laughs> biggest, the biggest scab on her forehead. It was probably it was probably the size she was. It, it was probably the size of a nickel. It was pretty yeah, good. It is still little. scarred to this day, which was this happened almost two years ago. You know, so you could have been that parent that's like, "Did Daddy push you?" Like you know, and freak out. But instead, you know, you're like, "What happened?" And like, "How did this happen?" And you talk to the other parent. No, she was being a goofy little kid. She tripped over her own shoe and and, and got fell, rug burn on her forehead. Fell face first like a Muppet with her hands behind her it's and got funny. rug burn, you know? Yeah. So you get to the bottom of the story without leading the kids and without jumping to conclusion because yeah. accidents do happen. I mean, my son before his mom and I were separated literally just fell off of the bed Onto remember the old school like Nokia style phone chargers, big old phone charger. He fell off the bed and just smashed his face up as a little baby. Now, if we were at that point separated in a blended family, I could be like, "What did you do? You dropped him off the bed. You threw him off." Like, no accidents happen. Sometimes kids just get hurt. Yeah, you know, you hear of more children breaking their arms and breaking their legs than you do adults. Now, yeah. old people, yeah, it happens because you start Aww, getting fragile. It's usually hips. But kids get hurt. <laughs> yeah, and I think, too, you know, kids are really, especially kids in blended families, are master manipulators. They learn to get what they want from who they want, and they already are looking for a sense of control. Um, and they all are. They all they all learn how to manipulate. They all really, really try hard to do so. And I don't mean to paint an evil picture. It's not that way. It's just survival of the fittest right well and it's, it's just an natural. attention thing you know so and i think that you need to be mindful that kids manipulate parents to get what they want to stay in the household they want and they pull our heartstrings and say sob stories and um you know i think about later on in life when they have jobs and they're in college and they're out on their own you know they're not going to really have mom and dad to manipulate to change it for them they're going to really have to do it themselves so I think making kids have to go to a lesser, not a lesser household, 
but a household they like less and have to go learn to deal with the relationships or what is lacking in that household and to endure that as long as there's no, like I said, abuse or neglect or anything wrong, really wrong going on over there. You know, it's not a bad thing for kids to learn to adapt in different this is one of the blessings about a blended family. Blended but families you, yeah, aren't all but bad. But you know, I don't know if all states are like this, but this is one of the biggest things that drives me so crazy about child support. Now, I know it's one thing. <laughs> We're not even talking about child support. No, but, but I'm, but I'm going to take it there because I know a lot right. of people can relate with this. Um, you know, if, well, you're just saying a lesser family. Now, what they do is they have child support on this crazy scale. You know, we're listening to that... Uh, one of those songs today, <laughs> the Gold Digger song. Kanye on the West, <laughs> Gold Digger. <laughs> but anyways, you know, about the guy driving, you know, winning the Super Bowl and driving, leaving in his Hyundai. <laughs> you you know? know way more about this song than me. Yeah, right. Don't act like that. Um, but, you know, so that way the kids can have this equal lifestyle when they go to both homes. And that way it's even. It's like, no, you need to understand that when you go to one or your other homes, this is, again, just my opinion. If, you know, mom or dad isn't doing so good, but other mom or dad is doing great, mm-hmm. like, learn that that's just because of how, you know, situations are, either how hard they work or how they were raised, who they are as people, decisions they've made in life. Like, life isn't fair, you know? Life is what you make of it. Life is what you get out of it and, what, you know, what you put into it. Yeah, and so this so this child support thing that the kids have to have this even family household and, you know, mom or dad has to pay mom or dad because, you know, we need everything to be even across the board. Like, I think that's a crock. Like, let the kids learn life decisions. So that, <laughs> I'm just I'm just standing on my soapbox preaching. But I think it's all right for kids to see, like you said, a, a lesser. You know, I think it's OK for kids to see that people live different lives. Yeah. You know, kids, and it opens their lives up to, you know, one of the great things about blended family life is that experiences, my kids have experiences, your kids have experiences that they don't have with us in their other homes. And that's awesome. We don't like to camp. So they all. You don't like to camp. You like to camp? Yeah, I used to camp a lot before I met you. We can camp. (laughs) It's a lot of work, but we can camp. (laughs) It's a lot of work. Is it not? Yeah, no, it is, but it's, you know, it's super fun, but you get everyone into it. Big you know, fun. Okay. We're camping, <laughs> but, or 4-H, you know, wh- something like that. You know, there's, there's, there's different things that I'm not going to make any jokes. <laughs> <sighs> there's different things that kids get to experience in different households. And that's a blessing. Um, and I think what will, will help you guys get through blended family life is to really start counting the blessings of it. Um, there's a lot of hard, it's no doubt super hard, but there's a lot of good and a lot of good for the kids and a lot of life lessons and life, um, skills they learn in blended family life that will serve them well when they're adults and a lot mature, more maturing that they will do. Um, do we have time for one more thing? Sure. Okay. I was going to make it a quick one. We've got places to be. <laughs> oh We're going to volunteer tonight. We are volunteering and help out tonight. With some feeding some homeless families. I think it'll be a lot of... It'll be a rewarding thing. So that's why our issue or, or what is this, an episode <laughs> is at an awkward, weird time. And again, we are unprepared. So I apologize for that. So um, because I didn't ask permission again, I'm not saying names, okay. but I'm going to read a comment that was left on our YouTube channel. and We'll talk about it. Can I really. make up a fun name for this one? No. Oh. Yes. What? Sorry, Buzz Lightyear. I won't call you by name. <laughs> um. So basically, this is having to do with, I don't even remember what episode, it doesn't say, but um, Buzz Lightyear. Buzz Lightyear says, I would love our team of parents to be on the same page. We are vastly different from the other parents, and one day I'll share our whole story with you. I love your, okay, I love your logo and how the three sides represent the family unit. unit. Thank you very much. That was my darling husband who came up with that. Um, in regards to passwords, so this is sharing passwords in your marriage to, you know, social media, phones, things like that. She says, my hubby and I are both open books and have shared everything. We both have immense issues with trust and this does help us. So that's interesting. So it helps to share passwords 
and let each other in your social media lives. She said, but it also can cause some strife and struggles. Like when I look through his Facebook memories, I need to work on that. I'm also like Julie regarding getting too emotional on holding (laughs) on to it, especially with the kiddos. I know it's not healthy and would love more tips and tricks on how you handle these situations. Yeah. Well, real quick to the memories thing, you know, maybe, and it might be so hard and you, you admitted working on it, but maybe you have to be like, all right, this is the date we started and I won't ever go past that, you know, because we all have past, we all have children from other families, you know, or, or from other people and whatever your ties are, you We've know, we've all had sex with other people. Well, yeah, or animals. So I wasn't going to call you out, but here we go. Oh, yes, because I'm the one that can do that. <laughs> hey, there's some, wild th- there's some wild things on the internet. Oh, dear. You ever been to Mexico? Oh, my gosh. Okay, Anyways, continue going on I a song with your about point. This. Um, I don't even have a point anymore, <laughs> other than you shouldn't go past where you guys started. And you know what? If it's creating an insecure thing and you're just digging to find something, maybe just stop that, too, because... People that are usually digging to find something and aren't finding something, they're usually going to dig, dig, dig until they can find something to fabricate or get just completely jealous about in their own minds and create an issue that is never there or never was there. And, you know, maybe things just a lot of times get misconstrued. Like you and I had a situation once where something got so misconstrued that it probably could have, if I would have been just an extremely jealous person and I would have flipped out what I mean I kind of did flip out but I listened to you and like the situation was just weird it was taken wrong it was completely out of context you kind of had no hand in it really but it like you're not you're not knowing like what I'm I didn't provoke it you didn't provoke it it just happened and it was like part of it was kind of coincidence but also I had to step back and be like is this truly who she is is this truly the type of person that she is or pretends to be or, you know, it, it wasn't you. It was The situation was just odd and off, and I could have just kept digging into it. But instead, I'm like, all right, let's just see how this goes from here on out. Let's see how you handle this. Let's see how everything gets handled. And it just kind of works itself out, or it doesn't. Like, I feel like in your heart, you truly know. If you're just digging to dig, a lot of times... It's for a reason. Yeah. I think that if you, and you can make something out of nothing. That's, yeah. That's so this is why I wouldn't, I, I don't look through Eric's phone. Nor would you want to. Exactly. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, because But you're I able think to that, at any point in time. But I think that the way my mind works and knowing my personality, it's a rabbit hole I don't want to go down. And also, it's an act of trust not to do that kind of thing and I take pride in that that's me my personality I'm not saying that anybody who shares their phones back but at and the forth beginning of relationships it's a really weird place to be in like a lot of times people are trying to figure out their trust and learn their trust like I know at the beginning of our relationship you and I both had a little bit of trust issues we'd been in some situations and it is it's hard to get to that point where you need to trust people but you just you you're not going to be able to control the other person. So you either need to be like, can I live a life of trusting this person? Or am I constantly going to be digging, looking for dirt on this person? Because that's not a lifestyle you want to live. Mm-hmm. So you have to learn just to let go and trust your partner. Yeah, and something that happens, you know, it's it's no fun to see a past you weren't a part of with your present and future person. You know, that's that's... It's not fun, you know, it's not fun to hear families talk about the ex and memories with the ex and, oh, the ex and the ex is always in, I mean, our exes are in our daily lives and conversation and texts and, you know, it's. And that can draw up jealousy as it is also. That's, but it's no, but the thing that helps me, you know, or if I'm feeling, if you're feeling insecure about interactions that are going on with your spouse and another person or whatnot. Um, you know, and, or when you're looking at pictures of the past, you know, and you're like, oh, you're getting jealous. What I do is I always remind myself I have a past too. 
I just stand in the mirror and take off my clothes. <laughs> <laughs> no. But really, like, you know, you're you're so invested in what you're looking at and you're going down that rabbit hole of jealousy and it's like step back and remember, you know, like you, you had time. sex with other people, you made babies with other people. Somebody else was in your delivery, you know, was in the delivery room with you when your children were being born, not your husband. You know what I mean? Like so as much as you like to put it on hit on the one person and, and all this happened before me, well, so much happened with you before him, you know, and keep in mind that you don't know if he or she also feels the same way. And if, you know, like, and so maybe me, delete, can you get, you, you can hide stuff from yeah. Facebook too. Like why are, I also like, but is also it necess- if Facebook is cr- creating that much of an issue. Like, delete it. is it worth, I don't even know if you delete it, but is Inactivate it even worth it? it? Well, yeah. Or just put it aside. But at the end of the day, let me just leave them with this. At the end of the day, be secure with the person you're with. Like if you're with your husband, your wife, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, be secure that they choose you and you choose them and let that be enough and just trust, trust in them. And if you know you can't trust in them, then Something else needs to change. But stop digging and stop looking for things if it's not plain in sight. Do something more useful with your time. Like go to the gym, read a book, pray, watch a funny Hallmark movie that makes you feel good. Like Leave a five-star comment. <laughs> yeah, don't go down that rabbit hole. Yeah. Do something else. Do something better. Do something that betters you and makes you happy. Go hug your child. Go hug your spouse. Tell them you love them. Tell them you trust them. Tell them you found this wonderful podcast that you're going to... And then bend them over the table. Wow. Okay. <laughs> We're going to church now. <laughs> hey, you guys, it was nice hanging bend out with over you tonight. Julie is now feeling better. And uh, subscribe, like, People leave those five-star reviews. Yeah, there goes all of our watchers. But thank you guys for tuning in. We'll see you next week. For The Blended Life. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. Hey, it's Julie again. I hope this episode of Blended Life started a conversation that you will finish in your home. But I get it, right? Sometimes you need more. My offer still stands. If I can interest you in a free one-on-one breakthrough session with me to see if coaching is right for you, contact me now at becomingheardnow at gmail.com and let's get you unstuck. Becomingheardnow at gmail.com. I look forward to it.